Welcome back to Super Tuesday Recap. It's your host, Chris, here with Depom. And it's that time of uh, the month again. It is time for the mailbag. Uh, this is an episode uh, we usually uh, take listener emails. We didn't get anyone any, any in August. Um, but that's okay because we have a ton, ton of news articles and stories to talk about. You know what hit me as we were like prepping for this just now, like not even kidding? This is when we'd normally have San Diego. Yeah, that's why we're getting all the stuff. Normally, that's why I'm like, why is this such a news heavy? Because month? yeah, we gotta. I mean, we have we have the comic news. You have uh, trailers have dropped. We have um, news about upcoming movies and things like that. Like, there's a lot of stuff coming in now. I mean, one of the things you're going to talk about is uh, well, I mean, it's not it's just an announcement, right? DC fandom is coming back. Uh, I think it's October 16th. Um, I got some stuff there. They've got on the list that I want to talk about. Okay, to be honest. So um, we got some stuff there. Um, you know, Marvel at this point just realized it's like they got us already because they're doing the Marvel shows. So they're just like, I mean, they got they're gonna, we're gonna, we got the Eternal. We'll talk about them. They got the Eternal Trader trailer. Uh, we're literally recording this uh right before uh Song Chi uh debuts uh this Friday. Um, yeah, uh, the the um Spider Man trailer just uh dropped a couple like what last Negro. week. So Negro. I mean, there's just. There's a there's uh so much happened in August to go. Um, where do you want to start? <laughs> That's the question. Uh, oh, let's start with the trailers. The trailers are easy. The trailers are straightforward. Okay, so the, the, we know what the trailers are. All right, let's let's do a trailer that I meant to talk about uh, at the end of July, but forgot to. And again, and and we we didn't talk about this. I neither of us saw the first Venom movie, right? Or did you see it, Chris? Yeah, I, I know. I, I had Do to you ask. Think, oh, yes, I'll ask you back. Do you think I saw them? No, of course not. Of course not. Okay. Of course not. Um, I only saw bits of it when it came on like TV, and I was like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about? Why did you guys really? You guys really watch this bullshit?" Now, did you see the second trailer? Hey, bomb. I had actually, I had actually muted myself. I apologize. Okay. I did. So. I'm not saying that is I'm gonna rush out and see it, but is it me or is like did it at least look better than the original trailer? Like, like almost like somebody was like, "Listen, motherfuckers, do this." It does. Okay, so it's not. That I'm, said, that said. Okay, okay. It doesn't look that much fucking better. No, 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 no. I mean, it's and, better. And, it's better lit. Okay. And it's not introductory in the way the first show was. Okay, and honestly, still, Tom Hardy, the way he's playing, Eddie Brock still annoys the ever-living fuck out of me. He annoys me, but the choices, he's at least the choices seem consistent. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I like Tom Hardy in general. I haven't seen him in this role. I like him, but I don't, I can't. I'm not going to see this movie. Well, no, 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 hey, listen, hey, 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 buddy, hey, buddy. Hey, hey, let's not. (laughs) Me giving, giving a little bit of praise of, hey, Looks like you guys are at least only now in ankle deep shit instead of knee deep shit. It's not really me saying I'm gonna go out and see it, but at least I'm like, you know what? I'm not completely embarrassed by it because <laughs> I remember you that first trailer. But you know what? You know how I know that you and I are wrong. What? I was reconnecting with an old friend, you know, post COVID, catching up. He's had, he's doing great. He just looked me in the face and was like, "Man, I love that Venom movie." Now I, I could I couldn't roast it. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I, my inclination after a year on the internet was to fry this man. 
<laughs> but like, it's the thing I say about the Transformers movies. Just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's not entertaining. Hey, hey perfect. And, and, and well, those villain movies are not for me. Well, so here's the thing I'll say. I have from the bits I saw of the first movie, it's not good. All right, so let's just get let's get that shit out of the way. Objectively, as a film, all right, as a film, it is not good. I want everyone to see who tried to be nice for this time. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, listen, listen, listen. Y'all saw what I did. Listen, listen. I'm I'm not gonna let you. I'm not let you get on Al Gore's internet and lie to the people. All right. That film is not good. Anytime people go, even when they say, well, I mean, it wasn't that bad. But you mean it wasn't good. That, I mean, that's what that means. All right. So having seen the second trailer, it at least feels like not a complete embarrassment like the first one did. So I'll give them that. It's almost you like somebody. It feels like it's going to, it feels like it's going to benefit from a much simpler story. The first it, one felt like, yes, there's this, there's an undercover thing. And now he's a, uh, a reporter. And now Riz Ahmed's in here. And now we're on a bridge. And this is like, hey, it's a red one of me. That's scary. And mm-hmm. so, like, okay, let's rock. Yeah. So, like, I'll give him that. I mean, it's still kind of weird because it seemed like, you know, please don't tell me that Carnage comes because he just, he bites. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just. Yeah. So anyway, so we saw that, right? Um, we'll talk more about the Spider-Man Far Far From Home trailer in a bit. But it made me wonder this one thing. What the fuck happened to Morbius? What the fuck happened to that Morbius film? Okay, so I've had two people in real life ask me about that because they know I'm a nerd. And I was like, and I looked them dead in the face and said, What are you talking about? I pretend it's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll talk about the Venom trailer. I'll engage with the fact that this film exists, and they made another. Fuck, Jared Leto. Fuck you. I so I had to look it up. I had to look it up, and apparently, it got pushed to January 2022, which already tells me you don't have a lot of confidence, right? Because, like. Hmm. But remember, this is this this felt like to me a um, new mutants thing where they dropped the teaser trailer. It was supposed to come out in April of 2020. Well, okay, so it was a COVID casualty release initially. Well, wait, it, no, that can't be true. No, wait, wait, hold on. Was that the initial date before they moved it the first time? I wait. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. I'm trying to see, because I, I could have sworn it was coming out in April of 2020. Because the film, no, filming began early February. Two years? No, no. So and then they said, in the March, the film's release date was pushed back. Well, maybe, so they say right now it was pushed back to 2021. March of 2021. Due to the pandemic closing the theaters around the world. In 2020, in January 2021, the film was delayed again, first to October 8th, 2021, then to to the date now, uh, January 21st, 2022. Wait, then it got moved again to January 28th. So it's been moved like five times. Like, yeah, it's, it's, this is New Mutants. This yeah, is new mutants. This, this feels like New Mutants. I, I just, uh, let me see original, let me see the original release date. Sorry, the, so the original release date for it was July 
2020. Okay. So, yeah, so that makes sense. very funny because I hadn't seen any press about it. Again, this movie isn't occurring in my life. <laughs> I refuse to engage. I'm having a great, I'm having a pretty good month. Not, this is what I'm not going to touch. This movie's not happening. Have at it, have at it, world. Deep Palm didn't give a full review of the, whatever. Don't care. It's not happening. I'm enjoying too much stuff to, to let this happen. It, it, I think Shanna or somebody posted it in the, in the, in the group, the, the video, the, the meme of like the kid drowning as everybody in this like Venom 2 as everybody else is talking about Spider-Man No For Hope and the kid. And then the bottom picture is like the, the corpse under the sea, which is Morbius. And I was like, accurate. <laughs> Accurate. See, I can't even see that part of the of the meme because I don't engage with this. You're right. It's not real. It looks like nothing to me. Some Westworld shit. Speaking of something that's not nothing, um, let's talk about that Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. And um, <sighs> man, I swear to God, these motherfuckers. There are younger people than I listening to this podcast. First of all, thank you, young folks. Second of all. You don't know the things I've seen. <laughs> I took a girlfriend to see Ghost Rider too. I've seen shit. Right. We've we've been, we've we've been through a lot, man. We've been through a lot. And let me tell you something else, nerds of all ages. I was told that one more day was a bad story. I was told <laughs> that the fandom hated it. And it could never be redeemed. I was also told that the Clone Saga was a thing of the 90s. It was to be frowned upon like hollow foil covers and glossy paper interior. I'm here to tell you, September 2nd, 2021, Ben Riley will soon be Spider-Man. And one more day will soon be a fucking movie. I'll <laughs> twice. Next question. Next question. <laughs> Man, listen. Um, <laughs> this thing is said. Uh, this is Kevin Feige again. I bet you can't make him like one more day. <laughs> and he said, "Watch this shit." <laughs> I can't believe, Chris. I cannot believe it. I thought that maybe they were going to take Spider-Man in this role where he'd be the new Tony Stark and he'd have his identity out there, but he wore the mask because it meant something to people, and that's how Miles puts up the mask, and then we get a real Spider. No. They said, fuck it. I don't want nobody to know this shit. Two people know. Let's get the magic. Strange. Holla at your boy in right. a Columbia hoodie. Right. In a Columbia in, in, in hoodie. A, like in a hoodie and a, ca- and, and a cape. And I was like, this is the most this is the most New York Nick I've ever seen in my life. He's got on Tim's. I shouldn't shoot the hell out of him. Tim's. Yo, Dr. Deadass, yo. Dr. Deadass. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> All right, son, I can fix you. Oh. <laughs> Wong pieced out because every time two white boys get in the room, Wong's like, I'm out. <laughs> Not this seems like this seems Wong's like it'd be like, really bad. One too many white boys. Peace. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stays peacing out. It's like, nah, I'm not doing this the shit. Second, the, you know, the second an extra white person arrives, Wong's like, Y'all want sandwiches? Yo, or because I'm gonna go. And, and here's how you know, and this is how you know some shit's going down. Like, we see Wong fighting abomination in a cage match, and he's like, he's down for that shit. But like Whatever strange and 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 and, and Peter, Peter about to do? Nah, what no fucking The last part. time these two hung out, they ended up off the fucking planet and then erased half the universe. I'm getting the fuck out of here. 
I'm going to use this vacation time. Strange, don't do the thing I'm telling you you should do that I know you're going to do. At least do it once I'm gone. Another <laughs> thing, I saw someone on the internet, and this is, I, I'm doing the thing that I accuse Roe of doing on the premium reviews. Uh, reviewing What If on the premium, you should all listen to it. Make sure you subscribe. Um, someone said, to, someone mentioned, this is not like Dr. Strange's character. He's never this reckless. To which I replied, I would invite you to read one Doctor Strange story that doesn't start with Doctor Strange being reckless as fuck. <laughs> and uh, do you this know? is reckless, Chris. Do you, do you, are we talking about the same Doctor Strange? The one who's, whose entire career arcs in the films starts with him stealing an Infinity Stone and breaking the laws of time. So yeah, uh, this is the strangest. After stealing books on how to do it. Yeah, this is the strange talk. This is, this, is, this is the Doctor Strange that ma- routinely makes... Super- Poor choices, and and literally okay. All right, it's not in character for him to be so reckless. Mm. Woo. Anyway, sure, uh, <laughs> must be sure. nice. Sure. Um. So we wow. see Strange is intimately involved. Yeah, and then we see it go. The spell go wrong because Peter's a dick. Mm-hmm. And then we get the shots of all these, mm-hmm. all these uh, old villains like. Maybe the lizard that we haven't even seen yet before. Yeah. Maybe Sandman. I'm seeing a hint of lightning, Electro, and of course, that fucking bomb. Yeah. Yeah. And then Alfred Molina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got problems. Yeah, man. I'm 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 all in. And and he's back in the um in the iron, uh, the iron, iron spider suit too. He's in multiple suits. He's in he a black suit, suit at yeah. one point. Mm-hmm. In a gold suit at one point in the trailer. Yeah. Um, I'm down. I think for we're going to see a lot of suits. I think we're going to see. So, and I hate this. You know, I hate this, but I got to do it because they're going to ask why we didn't do it. Do you have any theories off of this yet? Um, not entirely yet. Um, You're like me, because Marvel knows how to cut a trailer. They'll hide most of what they're going to well, do. And that's, why, and that's, and that's why. I, I'm like, y- y- they, they actively mislead in their trailers sometimes. So I would rather not take guesses right now, particularly because what they're showing us in the TV shows on, on Disney+, Plus, like, there's so many things they can do. Right, I mean, we're in the middle. I mean, if you head over to the character corner and listen to our Fantastic Four, um, Hickman, uh, part one of the Fantastic Four, four part one uh, piece, and um, yeah, you'll see. We're very excited about the future here because um, these motherfuckers are not playing. There's all gas, no brakes. Like this is going to be a, <clears throat> a fucking problem. Because here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. This is a Marvel Studios film, but it's also technically a Sony film. So I don't know what the deal is now with how they're doing this, but they clearly worked it out with Sony and stuff like that. But like, this isn't even really theirs, <laughs> right? I mean, it's theirs, but also not really theirs. And there's still, and that's a, that, that's been such an amazing thing to me watching Marvel Studios works. This, they don't work like a traditional studio does. Can you imagine another studio right. making a movie for another studio and putting their all into it and basically being like, ah, you know. It's part of the overall story we're telling. We're kind of, you know, we're going to get something out of it, but like... The the juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah. Which is, you know, you wish other people would learn this, but yeah, man, it's... uh, So we had that. Um, Then there was the Eternals trailer, where they basically turned Icarus into Capeless Superman. Chris, 
like I've seen a lot of articles like, oh, the war quietly ended between DC and Marvel. Not nah, again. Because <laughs> they didn't have to include that last shot of Icarus doing the uh, heat vision and all these flies. They uh, you, I mean, because I'm, I'm, I watched it and uncalled for I watched it and I was like, that's egregious. Like, you know what it was? You know what it was? Could we just write the Fantastic Four? I'm a Silver Surfer going like, unacceptable. I was just like, unacceptable. <laughs> it was the late Herb Dean stop the fight. Right. It was the Herb Dean could have been a beat quicker there. Right. At least the two elbows he didn't have to. Right. Right. But, I'm like, that was just, that was, that was rude. That was just fucking rude. You know, I'm like, so now it's just like, well, now he is Superman. Right. I know, but still, like, that's just rude. <laughs> Now it's like now I'm like well now you gotta get Henry Cavill as Hyperion right it's like <sighs> damn it I I need Hyperion I need Henry Cavill as a full bearded Hyperion <laughs> more than I ever thought possible and you know they're thinking about it because they're like us and assholes about it. like no 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 stop it they're dead no they might come back no you know? no nah. not nah. dead enough <laughs> right. what does that even mean <laughs> right grind them into the dust like yeah like that i mean because i'm again to me eternals in one of those movies is kind of like guardians of the galaxy where first trailer comes up like no i don't really know about it and then they see the second trailer go oh my god we think we might like this yeah motherfucker it's a cycle Every time they lull you to sleep with the first one, you don't know anything about it. You're going like, I don't know if I want that. Then you see the second trailer, you're like, oh, shit, I think I want that shit. I'm like, jab, jab, yeah. jab, hook, jab, jab. Like, you, like I don't, you're right. I mean, and then keep doing it. Chris, they keep doing it. Like, you know, we're going full eternal, we're, you know, bringing Celestials, in, um, and we've already seen them, too. That's the other thing, too. We've seen them do Celestials before. Now they're like, no, 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 we're really gonna, we're really gonna dig into it and, and hang it in there, right? We got I you hooked. I'm so nervous for Eternals. <sighs> like, if you want to be really real, this is a, this is a, a, a property I know, writing a little about. Like, my mm-hmm. biggest exposure is the most current series, mm-hmm. and which is Cersei good. in like the '90s Avengers. Which is, and this is the thing. This is what Marvel always does, right? You, know, they, they do that whole thing of, well. You know, you know, you know, you know. Let's make it. Let's put a good person on it and, and, and make a make a series out of it. You, 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 you'll read uh, it, Chris. You know, they're dropping a White Widow, Red Guardian series right now. Of course they are. Of course, they are. <laughs> it's good too. I hate it. I it. Of course, they it's are. so good. I mean, there's. I mean, we're gonna talk about this later on, but there's. It's not a. Oh wow, you're doing the Reckoning War now with Dan Slott writing Fantastic Four. Where are you doing that shit for? Oh, it's almost like you're trying to. More raise the profile of the Fantastic Four for some unknown reason. Of course, motherfucker, we get it. Get uh, it. Not just that, Chris. It is. Uh, oh, I know. Next year's the anniversary. Next year's the anniversary. I know. I know. Sixty years, man. Mm-hmm. God bless you, Marvel. Sixty years. Um. And yeah. that's why. And that's why I'm celebrating Ben Riley as Spider Man even before it happens because <laughs> it's not going to last very long. Right. right, right, right. He will not be Spider Man at the anniversary. Um, so while we're sticking on Marvel, let's go through some more Marvel, uh, news in, in addition to the trailers. So Anthony and Mackie signed the deal to play Cap in a movie. They made it official. He's going to, he's going to come on to play Cap in the new movie. I mean, we, we knew it was coming. So it, it, it's my he, captain has a shield. Next question. Yeah. So or has, has wings. I apologize. Has wings. So we doing that. So we got that. Um, Riri is making her appearance in Wakanda forever, which they, uh, comes out next year. So. 
Um, we know Riri is going to have her own series, uh, but she's going to make her debut first on uh, the big screen. So let's do it. I am down for it. Here for it. Um, and again, this is showing you how they are they're going back and forth with the, the series and the movies because um, Monica made her debut in the series. Well, adult Monica makes her debut in um, WandaVision, but then we're going to see her in the Marvels. So it's this is a full, like, you know, we'll, we have everything. Everything's in the same box. You know, you you don't know when somebody's going to pop up or when where they're going to pop up and things like that. Like I said, who would have thought that we knew that, you know, Jonathan Mayer was going to be Kang, but who would have thought that he would actually pop up as Kang in the Loki series? Right. Right. And then also them mentioning the great hunt. And I just. You're you're so excited. I am because it's like, well, I'm excited because it's like it's also even if they don't show anything else about it. Just the idea of we were throwing out there, right? This is things like we talk about this all the time. These are things that we read in comics and me and you go, yeah, no, 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 no. They're not going to do that. Like we've, we've actively talked about this stuff before and we've literally talked each other out of saying uh, things like, yeah, yeah, but they wouldn't do that. That's too much. That's going too far. And now we're sitting there going like, well, actually, you know, maybe, you know, you know, there was a, that, um, who was it uh, that was saying that, Marvel is uh, is planning Secret Wars, and I think so many people are thinking about the old Secret Wars, but it probably might be tying a little bit into what they're doing the Reckoning War. But I'm also thinking more along the lines of Hickman's Secret War. That's where I'm at, right? Because it, it makes sense, right? It makes sense. Yeah. With everything we're seeing that they go Hickman's Fantastic Four because then you can literally almost restart the Marvel universe, and now you can bring in mutants. Chris, you don't have to wait that. Chris, you don't have to wait that long, but like it just—they already—they've already already started. They already restarted Black, the multiverse. Black right. orders Hickman. Yeah, they've been telegraph. They've been telling you the entire time we're just doing Hickman. Yeah, they gave you Thanos and the Black Order as the first big arc, mm-hmm. which is Infinity War from his Avengers arc. Mm-hmm. What's like that's what's getting me is like this is the natural progression of that story. And soon the third act is time runs out. Mm-hmm. Is the build towards Secret War, and they may not be following it exactly. And obviously, they're adapting things, but from a larger meta story structure, they're doing the thing where they're going to reboot the universe before DC can get their first universe of the content. Oh my god, my head! Oh my head! Mm-hmm. I know it's so stupid. It's it's just so much. It's it's mind-bogglingly stupid. How poor, and I hate doing. Marvel's so good that otherwise it'd just be us talking effusively about them in all these articles. Mm-hmm. I have to bring up the comparison point because I need people to realize how unique what they've done is. No one's pulled it off and they're about to undo it. <laughs> right. Everybody Dude, else is see, like, everybody else about to lap yeah. you twice, dog. Everybody's everybody's trying to build their universe while Marvel's like, we're gonna deconstruct ours now. We've we've gotten to the point where we can deconstruct the universe. I mean, think about I, I haven't watched the latest episode of What If yet. I can't wait. Oh, but like wow. they but they've been but that's what they've been doing. What if? What if is basically them deconstructing their universe? Hey, we've already built this, now the watch is deconstructed. It's it's what it's it's what Zach's I, I hate to bring up his name still, but like it's what Zack Snyder thinks he's doing. Right? Which by the he way all the I, steps. He's all the steps. 
So we can say this. Uh, the last thing, only th- other thing I had to bring up with this is Songshi is getting great fucking reviews. So I'll f- I gotta fucking see it this weekend sometime now. God damn it. Yeah, I gotta find a way. I gotta I find a way. Choice. Yeah, you guys got me in. All right, wear gotta, a mask. Yeah, I gotta wear a mask. I'll go in early. I'll probably try to go in early on Monday. Monday's a holiday. I'll try to figure out the earliest date on Monday and go see it. Um, but like uh, heading over to DC real quick, uh, uh, we're gonna get some 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 good stuff with them. But like, I don't know if you saw the um, uh, I don't know. Let me see if I have it saved somewhere. But they were talking about the Flash movie, and here they go. Oh well, our Flash movie is gonna be. It's not even really gonna be a superhero film, nigga. Why are you doing this? Why are you still doing this? What 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 the fuck, man? What the fuck? File this under must hate money. Like, what? What are you doing? We're gonna zig where everyone else is zagging. Yeah, but zagging's making billions of dollars, like hand over fist. And you can't get your guy out of thing out of first fucking gear. We're gonna keep zigging. I would zag, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, this is. They, like, they think they're smarter than the room. I think, or they're just. Some, or like you and I have always said, they're embarrassed by the IP they've always owned. Here, here we go. Um, Flash cinematographer. A uh, complex DC comics adap- ad- adaptation is not really a comic book movie. The Flash movie is complex with a massive scale, says cinematographer Henry B- Barham, but the Justice League spinoff is not really a comic book movie. The Flash is going great. I mean, it's a complex movie, and these fantastic concepts are bringing in, in the generations of these kind of comic books. But uh, adding the blockbuster comic, uh, uh, it's not really based in reality, but it's much more kind of technically complex. I think all filmmakers are really keen that the... Te- N- nigga, what the fuck do you think you're making? So what kind of movie is it? <laughs> Wait a second. I think that's the most important question. If it's not a superhero movie, what, pray tell, kind of movie is it? Hopefully, I don't think it'll ever come across as a superhero movie. I think it'll come across as a movie, and that's what it is. I think that's the way these things need to go. We need to be making great, great, great films that happen to have superheroes who have truthful characters behind them with all the character flaws that we find in humanity. You mean a superhero film? What the fuck kind of movie do you think you're making? That is a superhero film! What do you think, Mark? Like, what the <laughs> oh my god I think I'm having a stroke <laughs> I just don't get it man Chris that's god, you've got to be fucked it's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life so like, for the record I haven't read this quote before this is my first time interacting with it you're getting my true reactions um I th- I just don't get is it. There any, is there anything else in the article that he said? Any other quotes? No, I mean, there might be, but nothing important. I just, I don't care. Oh, Chris. <sighs> well, if you'd like to point to the I Was Right banner, it's hanging behind me. It's been permanently affixed since DC started doing DC shit. I, pleading, I would love to be wrong once. One time. One single, solitary, fucking time about this shit heap of a company. Like I don't understand why they keep bringing in why they keep bringing in people that think yes you do they are embarrassed of the IP they think of the IP as super friends on Saturdays in the nineteen seventies because they when they bought it they didn't respect it and the people who run this have never respected it when Marvel was brought to Disney they had to respect it because Marvel stood on its own too and delivered Iron Man mind you mind you the latest Marvel movie has a ninety one percent 
rating on Rotten Tomatoes. But I mean, that's why. Like, I'm, tell, I'm telling you the why. This yeah, is why. Because they're fucking idiots. <laughs> I just, I just don't I'm understand. I'm so angry. I, I, it's like, I'm like, why do you keep thinking you, it's, it's like, like you said, I, it makes sense. They're embarrassed by the IP up at the top. And then they get people on them that, that, that come, they hire on to do these films who also feel like they have to save the movie, the, con, the, the, the content they, from they itself. Know, they know the way to get the job is to pitch, we're not going to make a superhero movie. That's how they get the job. And yeah, I guarantee people have come in there and pitched. Chris, Chris, you've started Superman and Lois, haven't you? Not yet. But I've seen enough of it to. You see, but you know, you know what I'm saying? I know. Yeah. I, I guarantee I... someone's pitched that type of Superman to them and they said, I don't think it would work. The thing that kills me about it is, the thing that kills me about it is, this movie is a Flashpoint movie where your brain and Michael Keaton is like, what do you think this is? If it's not a superhero film, you're bringing in the 1989 Batman. What the fuck do you think it is? Of course it's a superhero film, you idiot. I, I really wish you hadn't brought this article up. <sighs> sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm actually mad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We should talk about some Marvel stuff before I get upset. Well, let's talk about some good. We got some more good, good DC things. Um, so Suicide Squad, most watched DC film on HBO Max. That's good for them. You know, it's a low bar to clear. I mean, granted, it's a low bar because the other DC films on on HBO Max were Wonder Woman 1984 and the Snyder Cut of Justice League. So, which and the uh, black and white version of the Snyder Cut. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wait, so I do wonder. So I do wonder. So this means did 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 both copies of the Justice the, of the Snyder Cut count as just the Snyder Cut? And if so, does that mean that Suicide Squad beat the combined numbers of the non-black and white version and the black and white version? Part like, of me says no because it doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> other part of me says yes because there's no way they didn't combine those numbers to make them look better. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, well, so I, I bring this up because people were trying to say, and again, we have to be, you have to be very careful when you look at box office stuff right now because there is a a concerted effort by the theaters to justify their existence. And so a lot of people going, oh, yeah, see? Because you the box office numbers for uh, Suicide Squad were so low because of, because they didn't put in... Like, yeah, because it's basically free on HBO Max, you idiots. Of yeah. course nobody went to the theater to see it. It's not rocket science. It's not... People were like, look at the drop that, just, that the Snyder Cut had. Nobody wanted to see it. I'm like, or, or, hear me out, they just watched it at home. I mean, it's free at home. Why go out to a theater, even outside of a pandemic, if I can watch right. it at home? This isn't <laughs> this isn't rocket science. This is very straightforward. Like now, if you want to get into the nitty gritty of like HBO Max and how do you actually justify the success because HBO Max you're not paying a premium for or something like that, that's totally separate. But from an audience point of view, I can watch a movie in the comfort of my own home. Or I go into the theater. There's this whole argument of, well, audience want to see a film on the best possible. Th- no, they don't. No, they don't. No, they, they just want to see it. They just want to see it. No, some of, so, yeah, yeah. This this is like saying, you know, uh, people that listen to music want to hear it on the best qu- possible qu- format. We actually know that's false. That's false. They just want to hear it in the most convenient. No, way. it'd be nice. It's nice. Yeah, nice it'd to be have. Nice, but, but convenience always trumps. I'm gonna watch this. Guess what? I would love to listen to the vinyl of some of. It's old, old songs I love. You know what's easier? My Spotify list. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. That and also, if you, if you, have you tried listening to a vinyl when you're riding your car? Super tough. 
kind of kind of kind of annoyance, right? So that's the thing. Convenience is always going to trump this shit. You know, it's you know, I, I used to remember when the MP3 wars were happening. People were like, "Well, MP3 is not even a the best, the best format. You got to go with this format over here." We're like, yeah, but MP3 won the convenience war, so it's going to. Dude, I'm telling you, Betamax is really the superior way to come on. Guys. Nobody, nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. Like only laser the laser disc wars. Right. Like, come on, guys. We've been, we've been here before. Like, yeah, this is this is. This is this is not rocket science. So, yeah. so it's funny, but like we're saying that we've been here before, we haven't honestly as a global society. True. Technology's changed that quickly to where valid things that were ubiquitous when we were children aren't a child wouldn't know what a CD was if you fucking I don't know how you tell them. You know what I'm saying? Like All the right. ubiquity of technology has changed so rapidly. Like, this is honestly uncharted territory. Well, see, when I, when I want to get my favorite music, I listen to it on the radio, and then I put this thing called a a, a, a tape into a tape deck, and I put, re- record like what? Like we all remember that running. You know, some well, some of us remember that running to yeah, people. Hit think, their, some people say don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're you're right. You're right. You used to do. You used to do what? You couldn't just. Download it? What the, what do you but why mean? wouldn't you just download it? Yeah, why, oh. would you, why don't you just download it? Oh, oh, buddy, let me let me tell you about this. <laughs> oh, you sweet, sweet child. Um, so other thing too here. Um, uh, some some good news for those who. Uh, and I think this is overall good news. because uh, I thought DC uh, WB had scrapped this. Uh, they are developing their Black Canary movie. Uh, with Journey Smollett. Uh, and Misha Green is writing it. So I actually thought they had abandoned this pro- project after Birds of Prey, uh, but it seems like they are going to follow us up and, and keep it on uh, and do it on uh, do a Black Canary movie on HBO Max. So, um, um, Chris, yeah, um, they announced a lot of stuff. I'm sorry, <laughs> you're like, right. I, you know what? Real, you think, you think, real think, positive for someone should know better. Thank, thank, thank you, sir. Thank you. Actually, because because here, well, here 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 here's Here's how I caught myself right where you were saying that. Because then I read Muse Falls announcements of Batgirl and Blue Beetle gaining momentum. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, buddy. shit. Oh, like, I, I started reading it out loud. I was like, oh, oh, shit. God damn it. I was like, damn it. Oh, buddy. So, let me put it out there. They've announced they are moving forward with this. Um, time it's will. Sad. And I don't like making these jokes because, like, Terry Smollett's very excited about it on Twitter. Jeff, uh, Gail Simone, very excited about it on Twitter. I would love for this to be true. You know who's also very excited? Uh, Ava DuVernay and Tom King writing that new oh, God's oh, movie. Oh, that, uh, oh. whoo, been, uh, yeah, so let me know when it happens, guys. Let exactly. Me, yeah, we'll, we'll see when it, when, it, <laughs> when it actually has a release date on HBO Max. We'll, we'll talk about it. But um, yeah, we'll see. Like I said, there. Uh, um, you know, uh, I know uh, people like Charles Black, Black Canary. Um, I would like to see. I the Birds of Prey film wasn't bad. The problem is it was a Harley Quinn film, right? Now that for several reasons. I mean, Margot Robbie is your star at this point, and she's you know all about that. But she definitely did want to use her stardom to try to get more attention on. Uh, the rest of the movie. Because here's the thing: if she wasn't in the film, nobody would have gone to see Birds of Prey. So there's that <laughs> double-edged sword on that. Um, so I think it's good that um, this, at the at, at the face value, is at least trying to pay off of what she tried to do with that, which is get people out into theaters to see that film, 
follow one of the characters and then get a follow one movie slash TV series or whatever with one of those characters. We'll see what's happening. All right. They've announced it. We'll see. One thing we do know is happening. That Peacemaker uh, TV sh- series. <laughs> yes. That is that definitely happening. Shot, and, it's ready to go. And you know I'm excited. What? I'll watch that. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, get, you know what? John Cena, I'm on board. You know, John Cena, we talked about this. John Cena is, yeah, he's good at this shit, man. So he's having a moment, man. He's, he's really kind of, he got, uh, they greenlit the sequel to his movie vacation buddies. Yeah. 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 So yo, John, yeah. Uh, again, John Cena's man. He's, I've been trying to tell, I've been trying to sing the praises of John Cena as an actor. I'm a fan, big fan here, big fan. So, all right. Um, what do you want? You said you want to head back to Marvel real quick. Let's get back to Marvel. Let's talk about the things that are coming. Yes. New projects for the, for the Marvel future. And what I don't like is every time someone brings up the comics, they're like, maybe this could be DMC. Relax, buddy. They'll get to these stories eventually. Uh, December 2021, first announcement is Devil's Reign. Chip Zarsky's follow-up to uh, his incredible Daredevil run. And it's essentially Kingpin done seen enough. So for those who have been following the books, well, this has been the mayor of New York since Steve hydrated up America. And he's been doing so in a very Wilson Fisky way. Um, he's been a supporting character in both the Captain America run with Tony C. Coates and Zarsky's obvious Daredevil run. But apparently this is when he's had fucking enough. The outlaw superheroes in New York. And that's going to be a Marvel event on the heels of the end of Zarsky's Daredevil series, which is coming to a close the next few months. Also coming up that month, Avengers Forever. Jason Aaron and his Avengers epic. It's continuing up to issue 50, I believe, which is going to have a multiversal Avengers, which I'm excited mm-hmm. for. People have been kind of lukewarm on this, which I don't like that. I'm big on, I'm big on Avengers Forever. I think it's going to be yeah. a really good story. I think that... Uh, I need to catch up on gonna, I need to catch up on his Avengers run anyway. So It is. It's, yeah. it's, so I'm going to read the, the copy here. It says, pulls together archaeologist Tony Stark, a.k.a. the Invincible Ant-Man, and Avengers from across the multiverse to bring order to timelines where hope is a four-letter word. Jason Aaron and Aaron Cooter present an all-new series that will define the Avengers as the multiverse's mightiest heroes. I think this is super interesting because we're seeing right now a Kang series. Um... Out, it's telling kind of a, a story of uh, Kang growing up and becoming Kang. And the other series coming out is Timeless, which is about Jed McKay, Kev Walker, and uh, Mark Bagley. It's going to be tying out, uh, tying up loose ends from that Kang series. When a threatening new timeline emerges, Kang the Conqueror must fight his way through the coming year to protect the main 616 timeline. He's worked centuries to solidify as his own. They provide a first look at what's coming in Marvel Universe 2022 and a story that will prove the future is timeless. I'm excited about both of those very much. We then have the light, the X Lives Wolverine and the X Deaths of Wolverine. I'm not, they're going to be covering, anytime you're tackling Wolverine, it's going to be done well, especially Benjamin Percy's writing it. So yeah, it's I'm past, excited about past that. the future. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, we get the return of She-Hulk also in January of 2022. Uh, for those who haven't been keeping track, she's been in the Avengers book, and they kind of changed her power set, but it looks like she's going back to being the wisecracking lawyer that everyone loves. But if you remember the old series, She-Hulk, there was something mentioned by Dan Slott in that series that she was a very big uh, cause of. In, it was mentioned, I believe, in the 2007 series, The Reckoning War. Now, if you read Dan Slott's bi- bibliography, he's been mentioning The Reckoning War for over 20 years. 
and using the word there will be a reckoning in many of his writings. This is the story he's been waiting to tell, and he's giving a chance to do it in Fantastic Four in February 2022. I personally am terrified. It's referenced, I believe, at the end of Empire when Uatu re, uh, re- reconstitutes Nicholas Fury, gives him back his body, and says, we got this now coming, Nicholas, the first war, the original war. There comes a reckoning. So they've been seeing this for a while, and Dan Slott's been... It's a story that he says he's wanted to tell since he was eight years old. And yeah. Hickman said that he Don Slott pitched it to him, I think, 12 years ago at a conference, and that he's finally getting to tell the story. So I'm very excited about that. And the last announcement was Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur getting an ongoing February 2022. Uh, I don't know if you read this week's first issue of uh, Tom Taylor's Dark Ages saga for Marvel, but they quickly established that Luna is the smartest person in the Marvel Universe. The three Richards are very close second. So, but I thought they, I thought they, I thought they established that a while ago. Oh, they had, but it's 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 done in the way that I oh, got you. It's she identifies the threat literally minutes before Reed does. Got you, got you. Like it's very interesting to watch the way that I plays. Have out they the have they announced a? Uh, and, I, and I know we we don't use it, but they have they announced a movie with her because I think that'd be interesting to try to do for a younger audience. I know they, they made the, they they have a they've done some books with her, and that was a big deal when they announced her book. Um, Yeah, a few years ago, stuff like that. So um, again, that'd be interesting to throw onto Disney Plus. Again, I know this is not me trying to give Marvel ideas because I know if they're if they're if they're doing this with this kind of character, this is the conversation's been had. So like, someone else has brought it up. Yeah, Jim Shooter, if you ask him, was the one who mentioned that looks like Marvel's doing an MC version of Secret Wars. Yeah, Uh, and of course, Kevin Feige said. That ain't true. Stop saying shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, hey, but hey, he's also yeah. making Eternals a movie, so yeah, anything is possible. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I also feel like Eternals is one of those things where he's like he wanted to do Inhumans, but then uh, what's his name uh, trying to turn it into a, a, a TV series? He's like, fuck it, fine, give me Eternals instead. I feel yeah, like that's got what other, co- I've got other properties. I feel like I feel like that's what happened with this. He was like, fine, fuck it, take take Inhumans. I'll take Eternals. I got it. You know, so and then he said, "Make sure you add the Superman shot at the end of the, the big trailer." <laughs> right. Why? Because fuck, Mar- fuck DC. God damn it! Like I'm just oh, also in a very fuck DC move. There's been issuing a reprint of Ultimate Fallout number four for Miles Morales' 10th anniversary. It's the first appearance of Miles Morales, and also the first appearance of the Maker. Um, Reed Richards. Uh, well, we'll get to that later. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. they even reprinted all the ads from the original book, including a Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern got milk ad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it gotta it love it oh. fuck you but it feels like a fuck you like fuck you um cool uh what else we got on the marvel side you talked about reckoning war you got that um i think we have uh hickman leaving x-men i think we talked a little bit about this on i think we talked about this on the character corner uh He's leaving writing X-Men uh, month to month. He'll still be there overseeing. He's leaving after Inferno. Um, and um, what else do we have on that one? Uh, oh, so I've got the Hickman quote here. Um, they asked him, so what's happening now is he is not, he's going to stop writing month to month. Obviously, he's still going to be the head of X. And it sounds like bad news, but this tells you just how successful all this line of books has been. The initial plan 
has expanded because other writers came in and wrote alongside him. We saw a miniature version of this with the Avengers run. We had other uh, writers come in and write the uh, Sunspot-led book. This is like we've talked about in the Hickman-verse character corners, an exploration and expansion of that idea. This is the Hickman quote here. Oh, plans have changed entirely. When I pitched the X-Men story I wanted to do, I pitched a very big, very broad, three-act, three-event narrative, the first of which was House of X. And while this loosely worked as a three-year plan, I told Marvel up front that I honestly had no idea how long the first part would last because there were a lot of interesting ideas that I had seeded that other creators would want to play with. And so we left this rather open-ended. I was also pretty clear that with all the writers that came into the office that the initial three-act plan was, was so no one would be surprised when it was time for the line to pivot. Which means... <laughs> he's still <laughs> by the way three acts means there's an end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh Edwin continued however i also knew that i was cooking with dynamite and it was very possible that what i had written in house of x and the ideas contained within was not actually the first act of a 3x story but something that resonated more deeply and worked more like giant size x-men or would represent a paradigm shift for the entire x line for a long period of time so during the pandemic when the event time gave me to start pointing things towards writing the second act event, I asked everyone if they were ready for me to do that. And to a man, everyone wanted to stay in the first act. It was really interesting because I appreciated the how, that House of X resonated with them to the extent they didn't want it to end. But the reality was that I would be leaving the line early. He's been slowly bowing out. Uh, X-Men comic is now written by Jerry Dugan. New Mutants has been taken over by Elia. And uh, he is bringing a lot of his stuff to go to Substack. Mm-hmm. And that's terrifying. But he's also not leaving Marvel. He said that uh, in an effort to facilitate both things, we've all spent the last six months or so reorienting the line, me creating Inferno to assist with that, then bringing in some new writers to add to the existing team, then plan on the next several years of X-Books. So after Inferno, I'll be leaving to go right on my, to work on my next big Marvel thing. And starting in January, the X-Line will rocket forward, starting with a, a weekly series that leads into a very cool, refocused line of books. It's taken a little while to get everything assembled correctly, but the end result, everything after Inferno is going to be pretty great. Which should tell you how terrifying Inferno is going to be. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, the, other, the other thing here is Hickman went to Substack. Yeah. Scott Snyder's going to Substack. Saladin Ahmed, who was running Miles Morales, was going to Substack. Um, James Tignan's going to Substack. It is crazy so substack is where people can have be able to retain sole ownership of their work while also being paid by substack they keep the subscription revenue for the first year and deals with creators and then timbers and then on and so that's how it works and all these creator-owned writers and artists are going to be going there to show that they can stand on their own too and i'm excited and i am nervous because this happened in the 90s with Image. And it was the, it was the artists. Then. They were like, we yeah. can draw whatever we want. We're going to go, and they're going to pay us. And it worked for a while because drawing and art, it's splashy. It captures the eye. I am excited these guys are betting on themselves. I am nervous that they're flooding the market with... If I'm a Hickman fan, do I just grab Hickman's books, or do I grab Tinian? Because I also like Tinian. And also, I have no ties to the characters they're inventing. Like, and, and it's, I see the excitement from the creative side. Mm-hmm. The nerves of me, not the nerves, the, the like Scott Snyder is doing, he's got so many different deals. Scott Snyder's doing Substack, but he's also, I don't, oh, maybe Scott Snyder, yeah, he's doing Substack. He's also in to deal with 
payroll comics through Comixology and Dark Horse. Yeah, I saw that. Including I just saw that. a newsletter on how to break into and make comic books. Well, to, to me, it's one of those things of, hey, you know, don't over, you know, don't overextend yourself, but hey, diversify yourself. If you can have something on Substack while also doing uh, something for, uh, you know, uh, Marvel or DC, hey, do what you got to do. Like I said, just don't overextend yourself. Because again, like you said, if you bet yourself only in one place, if it falls through, you're going to be screwed. I'm excited because I want all of the great writers to go do Substacks. Because mm-hmm. then I can write back. No, there, there's that. So. Dude, James Tinian left Batman to do this. Yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> well, then they gave it to Joshua, Joshua Williamson. So then. Well, Look, okay, you know. I ain't mad at you. Yeah, you know. But Joshua, if you wanted to go to Substack, <laughs> they're going to run out of hot town and be like, we need people who just are passionate and love this shit. And I'd be like, I got you. Well, I well, I mean, it is, well, first of all, it's DC, so I don't know if you that that's not something that I, I don't know. Oh, Chris, I got a I got a Batman pitch. Oh, <laughs> well, no, no, I was just uh, yeah, yeah. So, well, actually, it's a comic size, so you might actually work this. It might yeah, I got a little freedom. I got twelve yeah. issues. Yeah, and um, it's not a Tim Drake story posing as a Batman story. So stop thinking that, listeners. <laughs> Um, let's see, what we got here. Uh, also, staying on DC, uh, DC fandom is coming in. Uh, the 16th of October. You said you had some stuff you were checking out for uh, DC Fandom? First of all, remember this date. As of today, it's a one-weekend event. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we've been here before. <laughs> I'm mm. trying to make sure mm. that we're all together and understanding. Mm. This is a one-weekend event as of the September 2nd. We've now. been here before. Yes. They'll be showing um, clips of new seasons for Batwoman, The Flash, Superman, and Lois, and a new episode of Stargirl. They're going to update fans on Harley Quinn, which I've enjoyed, and a limited series coming out of Warner Bros. animation of Aquaman, King of Atlantis, and a new Batman Cape Crusader series. There is, let's see what else we got here. They're going to be showing clips from allegedly glimpses of Black Adam, The Flash, and Aquaman 2, a.k.a. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which is a terrible name, objectively. Um, and they promised a new trailer for The Batman, which is allegedly still coming out. Uh, they also said they promised to be showing an sneak peek at Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad, which I both doubted would ever occur since the silence and the breakup of those studios. So we shall see. But yes, this is what we've been told is going to be coming. Um, they allege Black Adam's coming out in 2022. So, you know, hey, I've said stuff too, guys. <laughs> I've said stuff too. Hey, you know, let's see. You know, let's let's see the let's see the trailers. Let's see the teaser. Let's see. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Don't, go ahead. DC trail even for their good stuff. Well, outside of maybe the Suicide Squad stuff, but every, the Suicide Squad, not the first Suicide Squad movie. The DC's trailers underwhelm almost every single fucking time. Even for their good stuff, they show you exactly what you're getting. <laughs> you're the and you're the dunces who keep buying tickets, and empowering these assholes. I'm not taking a strictly adversarial. After that flash quote, 
I'm out. I don't have to be nice. <laughs> like, um, that flash quote? Fuck oh, me, gosh. Yeah, man, I'm not paying for you this shit. This is no, like, I'll, you know, like Marvel will get me in the theater. Like, I, as much as I'm going to be a curmudgeon about shit, I'll, I'll still go and I'm paying my ticket. I'm not paying for any of the DC shit. No, guys, no. I, I will wish not they be would ask me for money to see <laughs> We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing you know, this. You know what's nervous, nerve-wracking? Well, because we do the Flash podcast every week for like eight years, we, and Road does all that good press for us, we might get like a, we might get something with the movie, and we'll have to decline it, and I'm so excited to do that. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't want anything from you about this fucking movie. You stay Absol- the hell away from me. Absolutely not. Are the boots yellow? No, then I don't want anything to do with it. Even if, the, even if they are, I don't want anything God, to do with it. The boots are yellow. They're gonna, they'll, they'll test me. That'd be a test. That'd be a test. I, 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 I'm a man who can be catered to. <laughs> I can literally see Devo going like, you son of a bitch. Well played. You know, you know how people pander? Because it works. <laughs> <sighs> well played. Well played. Well played. I, I see your yellow boots. Okay. All right. We're doing this, huh? All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, do we want to end up talking about this Al Ewing stuff? Or you want to? Yeah, let's talk about it. We got to mention it. Okay. Um, so Al Ewing and uh, Joe Bennett have been collaborating for now, as it wraps up, 50 issues of the Immortal Hulk. It's a very, very unsettling book. Um, Al Ewing needs a hug. Well, even more unsettling is the um, revelation that uh, Joe Bennett has been, well, I'm going to read from the article on CBR. Just stop that. Um, Al Ewing has publicly severed his relationship with his artist, Joe Bennett, over 2017 illustration Ewing called Reprehensible. The Immortal Hulk scribe didn't link the illustration by Bennett, though Ewing did describe what takes place. An armored swordsman, which I assume represents Balancero, given Joe's commentary, slaughtering tiny, scurrying people with buck teeth and the ears of rats and big noses. One of those cosplaying Dracula. Uh, Ewing called out the anti-Semitic characters in the art, which has an undeniable political agenda. I'm assuming these are, I'm assuming these are political enemies of some kind, but even if not, the tropes are apparent. Human beings is vermin being exterminated. Even if it's no longer up that it was drawn in the first place, Signed and so proudly displayed by Joe speaks volumes. Um, the thread is continued on Twitter. You can find it. His Twitter account is at Al underscore Ewing. Um, he stated this isn't the first time he's been made aware of issues with Bennett. Um, so there was a panel on Immortal Hulk 43 that showed anti-Semitic imagery. I remember we talked about Bennett, that one. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, Bennett said he was wrong, offensive, and hurtful. And then he said it was a mistake. So he said that he's spoken to him behind the scenes. He said there's no reason, or excuse me, Ewing said that, but he said that behind the scenes doesn't work here. So he showed two uh, donations he made of two, uh, $2,500 and 2,000 UK pounds to two different um, charities, Rainbow Road and the Rainforest Trust. And he announced, he said, I will not work with Bennett again. He said, Immortal Hulk is done, but I won't be working with Joe again. People choose not to pick up my work with other artists in the future on the basis of my handling of this. I understand and accept that. And if I've lost your trust, that's on me. That's, what's an apology look like? That's it. Yeah, and it wasn't even his, you know. He didn't do it. He didn't even do it. So, but like. He's just like, hey, you know what? If, if, if you're out because I handled this late and poorly, you're 100% good with me. I understand. Um, and for anyone who wants to defend this art yeah. and say, oh, it's just, um, the, the caricatures are of ex-president Dilma Rousseff, ex-president Luis Ignacio de la Silva, uh, ex-governor and, and Senator Anicio Neves, 
who appears to be smoking sniffing cocaine, and ex-president Michelle Tamar. Two other figures are represented, one of which may be a minister of Balancero's chest plate displays the Brazilian Republic symbol and the red flags of the opposition are PTs, one of the biggest left-wing parties in Brazil. In case you this was in case you thought this was any way divorced from everything else is happening in the world. It's basically the uh, it's basically a Donald Trump meme. And it's drawn by a Marvel artist who's actually on the list. And I didn't say his name earlier. He is on the artist list for Timeless. Mm. And Marvel's got to make a choice. Yeah. He can't draw it. And Akira, I'm sorry, TB Sebelewski. <laughs> Please Google that shit because it, it, <laughs> few things get me actually angry on this podcast, and that one really well. Um, I don't know what like he. This should be a slam dunk for them. This should be an easy win for Marvel Comics, and I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm nervous because they're, they're going to want to collect the Al Ewing, Joe Bennett, Immortal Hulk. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want to sell it as such, and they can. And they, but paying him for new work feels like a problem. Well, it's the EVS shit again. Well, mm. you notice we hadn't been on any books in three years, I, mm, right? I, I, you know, we give DC a lot of shit, but good on. I give the, and- I give fuck that. I give the entire comic book industry a lot of shit. Right. Even John for fucking Dark Horse, bro. I haven't seen his shit anywhere. Yeah, like, and and he's just gotten more and more problematic. So, yeah, mm-hmm. how how Cyber Frog doing, my dude? So, <laughs> oh shit, I forgot the name. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, fuck EVS. But like, you got to like these the the comics gate motherfuckers are still out there and they they do have pros that work with them that that support the shit and i'm not saying that joe bennett is one of those comic gate motherfuckers but they'll they'll back him on this he'll mm-hmm. get a new new fan base because of him being shut down by al ewing off of this shit and this is not the first time we've seen artists try to sneak in or do anti-semitic things or or, or just yeah no 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 you gotta take a they gotta take a fucking stand so yeah, I'll, I'll be watching to see what they do on this one as well. Um, so it's it's not unprecedented to see mother. He's like EVS is gone. <laughs> like he, yo, you, he, he dared, he dared, he dared the comic, he dared the the big three to do something about it, and they were like, bet, all right, niggas who draw get born every day, b. And 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 honestly, it's also because on it, and this is where I'll be interested in seeing what happens with Joe Bennett and the other support that. Other creators give Al Ewing. This will be what does it for Marvel. If other creators come up and say, "No, I'm not going to work with him. We don't want him on this," because that's what also happened with EVS. Because EVS, people finally were like, "No, he's actually out here," and other people started calling him out. Other creators were like, "No, we don't want," and and that's what happened from there. Because you know, let's be honest, the companies themselves are still companies. You know. If they can get by with it, oh, well, we'll sneak him over here, and they'll they'll pull that Catholic priest thing. Was like. Yeah, yeah, he was following kids over here, but if we move him over to other parish, then nobody's going to say anything, right? But if everybody's like, no, we don't want that motherfucker over here, then he'll be gone. So I'm looking at people like Dan Slott and others who are writing that, writing Reckoning War and stuff like that. Yo, say no. We don't want him on here. He's not welcome. 
So that's the thing about Timeless. It kind of looks like a jam book, like where it's oh, time. Oh, you're talking artist. about time. I thought he was on. I thought he was on uh, a reckoning. He's world. not. I don't, I don't believe in reckoning. Oh, okay, okay. Timeless is something different. Okay, cool, cool. So that's why I was yeah. saying Dan, Dan Slack. I know Dan Slack is writing a uh, reckoning war. So. Yeah. No, no, oh, okay. Gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Let me gotcha. see who's on reckoning war with Dan. I'm so excited for reckoning war. <laughs> Sixteen years. I've been waiting for this. Uh, it's oh my god! It's Carlos Pacheco. Oh, oh, Chris! Oh, it's gonna be beautiful too. What? Uh, Reckoning War Carlos or pa Timeless? Reckoning War is Carlos Pacheco. Okay, it's gonna be gorgeous. I love his art. Oh, this is gonna be good. I can't wait. Can't wait. So, um, all right. I mean, do we have anything else big that we're? Uh... Those are all the big things for me. Yeah, we, got, um, we got it in under an hour. Oh, well, just over an hour. So not uh, we got announcements for the beginning of the uh, Flash next season. They're doing a five-part crossover. It's not going to be a crossover. It's going to be contained within the Flash. It's going to be guest-starring all the rest of the Arrowverse characters. Um, they've identified the villain as, spoiler, spoiler pause, three, two, one. Despero will be the big villain, um, threatening uh, apparently the entire universe. So exciting to hear that's in greenlits. What else? I had something else, but I, I'm drawing a blank now. That's it, I guess. I can't think of the other thing. Cool. All right. Um, we are we have we have a, a, a article we'll talk about when we get back. So we need more time to process it about Amazon and Comicsology. So I really did ruin Chris's night. He's like, no, I. Well, I, I <laughs> actually, you know what? The more I think about it, more it might make more sense because I might be okay with it. Uh, I might be okay with it, but I need I need more time to process what, what's happening. It's one of those things is like, I don't like change. And I feel like that's what my initial reaction is. It's like, I don't want to change. I don't like change. So <laughs> I think that I might be okay with this, but we'll see. So, um, all right. Um, thanks, folks. Uh, make sure you guys uh, subscribe. Super Tuesday recap. Uh, find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. Uh, send us an email. So you want us to read your email, send it to mailbag at mtrnetwork.net. And we will be back soon. So. Again, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.